You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another edition of Locked On Indians. This is your host, Jeff Ellis of 24-7 Sports. On today's show, we are going to talk about the game, which is currently in progress. We're going to look at the standings, go for the twins from this weekend, and in the second half of the show, we're going to look at pitching. We're going to kind of harken back to some of the things from Monday's podcast when we had the the guys on from Talking Halos, some things that came to mind as I was doing that interview. So, um, yeah, a lot to talk about. We're going to be kind of talking first half of the show is about now, second half of the show is looking more down the line and into the future. So as I am speaking, you know, the Indians hold a 6-1 to lead in this game. Uh, if you listen to last night's podcast... This is one I predicted. This was the Indians' best chance. Now, I did not predict <laughs> Jason Kipnis to hit a home run against a lefty. Um, that is very surprising, even if Patrick Sandoval has had his ups and downs this year. I think Yu Chen Chang, you know, stands out with his three-run shot, of course. his I believe that's his first in the, the majors. Let me just do the quick check. Home run. Yep, that was his first home run in the majors. Uh, I, I think what we've seen with Chang is... It's just the tip of the iceberg. As I was looking at his line now, 354 on base. Yeah, that's probably going to dip a bit. But 225 average, I could see his average being there. Maybe like a 325 on base. His slugging is only 350. I expect that to go up. I still think there is a chance for an average to above average starter in Chang due to his combination of eye and power. It's what I wish Bobby Bradley had, where Bradley has the power, he just doesn't have the eye. And... You need two traits, I think, to be a starter in the majors. Chang also has a really strong arm. I don't know if he's going to be more than an average defender. Bradley, you know, average defender and first base defense doesn't matter that much. I think most would agree. So as we continue to look into this one, there's not too much. Roberto Perez with two hits. Jason Kipnis with two hits. Greg Allen with two hits since he's come in. Um, you know, he's really filling kind of that Naquin role and what I think is going to be a pretty strict platoon going forward. But the Indians should win this one. A win uh, puts them five back in the central, which is, again, pretty much out of reach. Uh, Tampa won as well. Minnesota lost. Oakland lost. So a win tonight puts them half a game behind Oakland for that final wild card spot. Tampa is 9-1 in the last 10. They are on absolute fire. They have that, uh, you know, the lead's not growing, but it's currently two and a half games over the Indians. Uh, it'll be down to two if the Indians win. But still, it's it's a pretty big lead right now, and the Indians have a, a tough schedule going forward. Uh, I didn't get a chance to talk about this weekend uh, because we had that, that opportunity to have those guest hosts on. I I was kind of surprised. I did not think the Indians would end up winning this series um, after dropping two games and really very close to three games to the White Sox to see them come back and battle. And, I mean, they were a bullpen implosion away from a sweep, uh, which, you know, again, that would have been really nice just for their situation and where they are. But, yeah, the the Indians did what they needed to do. You're going into an Anaheim team that is scuffling 3-7 and seven in their last 10. Um, really going with the youth effort at this point forward, seeing what they got in some of their young guys as they build for next year. This should be a series that they at least get two out of three from. They, they, they have to do that before they head off for the, uh, 
who is it is it's back for another twins series or do we got the Phillies in there you know it's that problem on top of my head I know we have a a Philly series left another twin series and we have a uh the Washington Nationals to close out I think it's the twins again if but I can't see them doing that on back-to-back weekends so I must be forgetting somebody in there but either way it's the Indians need to beat up on these midweek teams because these are the you know the Angels aren't a bottom feeder but they you know the Tigers are in there other teams yeah it is the Twins again um Bemery was correct I shouldn't have doubted it for us to this series uh you got Plesak versus Suarez that's kind of the matchup I'm most concerned by and then Plutko versus Peters Plutko um you know he's he's surprised me this year with his study performance I think that he'll be fine in that one before Minnesota, where they're going to get Oda Rizzi and Berrios. So, but Cleveland's top three pitchers will be going. So that's going to be a really interesting series uh, at home for the Indians this weekend. I currently no longer live in Ohio, so I couldn't go. But it's a really good series, if you can, to get a chance to go see. And then the lowly Tigers, who are well on their way to the first overall pick in the draft. Uh, come to town after that, and that has to be a sweep. You have to sweep the worst team in baseball. You just have to. But that's where we're kind of looking with uh, the way things are going. Um, we had to talk about the Columbus Clippers, who have advanced to the finals, a uh, chance to win their uh, the cup, I think is what they call it, with them down there. Once their season ends, I think we'll see another group of players get called up. Uh, it's the Governor's Cup. So they are facing the Durham Bulls. Michael Peoples will pitch in game one of that game tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. So at the end of this series, like I said, we'll see a lot of reinforcements. I think we'll see you know, Daniel Johnson and Cam Hill come to mind, but anyone who's on the 40-man is going to get the call up. And that's just the way of it at that point. Maybe Bradley Zimmer comes to town. We will see. The series will end no later than Saturday. So come Sunday... Uh, I expect probably somewhere between five to seven players to get added to the Indians roster. So, we don't have any of the Columbus games to talk about other than the fact that they advanced and uh, that more changes will be coming. But just something to keep your eye on. If you did want to go to one of those games, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday are 6.30 games. And after that, they uh, they go down to Durham for the next three or however many are needed for the best of five. So it's your last chance to see uh, minor league baseball in Ohio, I believe, would be those uh, games this week. Okay, Postmates, one of our best sponsors. They are back again. You download that Postmates app, you're going to enter the promo code Locked On, and you get yourself $100 of free shipping to use in the first seven days. Postmates gets you what you want when you want it. Remember, download the app, use that promo code Locked On. Our longest-running sponsor is BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com has the same active ingredients as all the big names out there in the male enhancement field, um, except for it's the only one that's chewable, so it hits your bloodstream quicker, allows you to do what you want to do quicker. You don't want to be like these Major League Baseball players who are getting male enhancement at a gas station. (laughs) It's leading to player suspensions. Don't do that. Go to BlueChew.com. If you've ever been curious, you want to try, we have the deal. It's going to cost you five bucks. That's just the cost of shipping. You go, 
you go bluechew.com, you enter that promo code MLB, and you get a $5 trial. Easy as that. Okay, as promised, we're going to talk a little bit about next year for the second part of the show. Um, just looking at the Indians, if we go over Sports Track and you look at the 2019, uh, or the 2020 uh, total payroll allocations, it's currently listed at $79 million. Now, this total is um, it's a baseline, but it's, it's really uh, flawed. First off, that includes them uh, keeping both Kipnis and Kluber on. I think if they keep Kluber, there's a 0% chance they keep Kipnis at his pay rate. So basically, instead of 16.5, uh, which is what he is owed, they will pay him a million and say, you know, I do. Uh, he might come back on a cheaper deal. I wouldn't be shocked by that, but we'll see. Um, you look at Lindor. He doesn't currently take up any money on that, I don't believe. And he made 10.5. He's entering a second year of arbitration. He's going to be closer to 20 million. You go down the list. I don't know how much, but Naquin will likely get a bump from you know his first year of arbitration. Mike Clevenger in arbitration one is going to get a significant bump. Adam Pletko, first year of arbitration, a lot of starts. He's going to see a significant bump. I don't think Nick Goody we see, but Nick Weckrin, first year of arbitration. He was heavily used this year. Um, we'll see bumps in all of those places. The highest paid Indian is Carlos Santana, and it's an interesting case because he's listed at $20.8 million. Now, that's not quite right. Um, you know, they're getting another $4 million from Seattle this year. Remember that. That's from their, their deal. It was over the course of two years they were going to get that money from Seattle. So that contract's lower. Plus, there was a big signing bonus at the start. Um, so that twenty point eight three is lower to begin with. Um, anyway, so it's a lower number. Plus, they're getting money. And they could do something interesting. Uh, Santana clearly wants to stay here. I think they want to keep Santana. He has been fantastic. He's you know one of the heart and souls of this team. He's been around for such a long time. And with everything else that is occurring, it would look good to re-sign him. What they could look to do is, you know, Carlos Santana is advancing in age. He's having a career year at age 33. The upside is guys with uh, strong eyes in the box tend to age a little more gracefully. It's a, His profile is one that we could see age well. Um, I don't think he'll match what he's done this year because I didn't think, honestly, he had this year in him. But as a player who is, you know, went out, saw the uh, the grass isn't always greener, is 33 years of age, uh, and would be a free agent at the end of next year, there's always a world where the Indians could lower his hit. In other words, give him a four-year deal that's... I don't know. You know, this is the the question. It's like, eat next year, um, essentially, and he loses like $4 million next year, but he gains all that guaranteed money on the back end. So it's like four years. I don't know. If we made like $17 million, that'd be what? Uh, $58 mil? Is that right? Four years, $58 mil. You know, it saves some money um, for the Indians. That might be something to consider. And... It just looks good for a team that's, um, you know, going to lose their superstar sooner rather than later. Uh, locking up someone like Santana, being like, you know, outside of one year, this guy was an Indian, and he's going to leave here in the record books. Um, he's going to have a lot of spots in those record books. 
if we if I pulled them up now, give me one second here. So I went over to Baseball Reference, pulled it up, saved you guys some time. Let's just go through where Santana is in the record books right now. Uh, this isn't counting, including today's game. It's currently 10th in doubles, uh, 23 behind Hal Trotsky. If we go to the next category that he has listed, home runs. He is 8th right now, 7 home runs behind Andre Thornton. Uh, and when you look at it, it's like Thornton had 214, 215 for Doby, 216 for Trotsky. I mean, he is very much, uh, if he goes out and doesn't hit any more home runs this year and hits 20 home runs next year, he would already move into fourth all-time amongst the Indians. Um, I don't know if he's got a chance to overtake a Jim Tomey, but you're looking at someone who could move up into one of those top spots. I mean, he could end up second all-time home runs in this franchise's history. Uh, walks, he is third all-time. Only Jim Tomey and Tris Speaker have more. Strikeouts, he is third all-time. Only Jim Tomey and Jason Kipnis have more. Fun fact, Kipnis has two more than him. Uh, extra base hits, he is eighth all-time. Currently ahead of Manny Ramirez by one and Albert Bell. And let's see... Uh, grounded into double plays, tied for fifth with Al Rosen. Uh, win probability added. He's 10th all-time. So, yeah, I think it's it's worth noting. I mean, this is a guy who has been one of the 10 greatest hitters in Indians history. I mean, maybe that's... Uh, he's definitely in the top 15. And maybe finding a way to lock him up, saving a little bit of money next year so you can look into being creative in other ways, um, I think would make sense. He's the he's the type of guy you want to lock up. He has a long history with the team. He's got a chance to put some... Uh, I mean, next year alone, he's going to be moving himself up in those record books. And it looks good for a team that has had so much bad publicity about losing players. Um Lock up Santana. It just it makes too much sense not to. Now, all of this is interesting because if you look at the Indians as a whole, what are we going to? What are we? I hate it when people use we. Uh, what do they need? Um, I'm assuming, you know, Jose Ramirez is going to be at second or third, so the other one of those is an issue. Lindora Short, your first base DH is set. Mercado in center. Your outfield is a little bit of a question on the right and left field. Um, and then uh, catcher should be... Uh, I mean, Roberto Perez, you're definitely set. There's some question about uh, what you do with the backups. So um, with all of this in mind, and then when you look at the rotation, let's assume they keep Kluber because I think they do, and you go Kluber, Carrasco, Clevenger, Bieber, or you're for sure's. I think at this point Aaron Saval has made himself that fifth starter if you're looking to the future i mean adam pletko you want to keep you definitely want him i don't know how you make that work a long guy or you know he's just going to be the first guy up when an injury strikes or ineffectiveness and that means i mean plesak is your seventh pitcher it's it's a nice luxury especially because they have all these guys raring to go uh you know Eli Morgan and Adam Scott are underrated arms down there. Tristan McKenzie missed the entire year due to injury, but is still a top-rated prospect who's likely who will be added to the 40-man. It'd be a shock if he wasn't. They have some options. So they're in this situation where you look at a Zach Plesak, who popped early on but has regressed, but he also has that added name value. He might be a prime trade candidate. Um, 
Kevin P. Kevin Ploiecki. He might be someone they look to move. He's going to be arbitration too. He already makes uh, $1.1 million. They got Eric Haas down there. Um, you don't need your backup catcher to be anything great, so it might make sense. I mean, I felt like when they traded Jan Gomes, they weren't sure. Roberto Perez had a really rough year in 2018, so they went out and they got a vet. They don't need a vet. Now they're pretty, you know, you have to be confident in Perez after this year. So it's probably time for Haas. And it's one of those things that makes me, I talked about how I wanted to reference last night's show. I thought it was very interesting that the Angels guys thought that the Angels would just decline the $14 million option on uh, Cole Calhoun, which is essentially cost them, uh, if they kept him, $13 million, because you're going to have to pay him a million to go away. Cole Calhoun, um, he's not hitting for a high average, but he walks 11% of the time. He does strike out 25% of the time. His uh, runs created plus is a 106. His defense is, a, according to Fangraphs, a negative Point three nine. So I mean, he's probably like an average defender, just about. It's it's in you know, he is thirty one. There is some signs of decline, but he's a one year gamble. And the Angels, if they're really just not interested in keeping him, it makes me wonder. You know, could you just do a Kevin P for Cole Calhoun trade? Is it something that simple? Um, you know, maybe you throw in uh, a high up or you know a. Not a high upside prospect, but an interesting prospect. Some of those guys that kind of uh, threw around uh, last year after the season, like uh, Giante Turner and such, in those deals with the the Rays and with um, San Diego. Uh, you know, I was talking about all those pitchers. I didn't even mention Logan Allen, who will soon be with the team and is uh, you know the only lefty of that bunch. So, and I mean, he pitched for San Diego this year. He pitched for Cleveland this year. Uh, they're going to be making room for him sooner than later as well. So the Indians are in this position, honestly, where this offseason they should be a center of talk for arms. Um, for teams that need pitching, and you know, the Indians aren't going to be quite the cat. It's not the catbird seat. It's not where you've got a pair of aces on the market. That's not what they're going to have that they can offer. But what they can offer is instead um, is capable starters with multiple years of control. It, in some respects, you know, you're not going to get the eye-popping prospects, but there's still incredible value in those players. My cat agrees with me. But, you know, if you look at someone like the Angels, uh, it was such a limited sample for Tommy Listella. but is there a deal that would make sense where you could get Listella and uh, a Cole Calhoun? I mean, Listella, then you can plop him right into second base. Uh if he continues to play like he played this year before his injury, you could conceivably give him a qualifying offer um, and maybe recoup a draft pick, or you just get a year's worth of uh, solid performance from him. Either way, that's that's good. Cole Calhoun gives you a vet presence just because like, at this point in time, as much as I want to be like, man, the Indians are just going to have this stellar outfield defense and it's going to get to everything because Daniel Johnson is a physical beast with a cannon arm. Bradley Zimmer, when he was fully healthy, I mean, he covered everything in that outfield. The numbers uh, were ridiculous. Uh, he looked like a potential top three defender in center. Uh, Oscar Mercado is another potential plus defender uh, in center field. So you've got two guys, who, three guys who can cover all the ground and one who has the cannon, so it's easy to put him in, uh, in right field. But 
I mean, the Zimmer brothers, they just seem to be made of glass. Neither of them can stay healthy. I don't, I, I just, I'm not confident trusting in Bradley. Um, Naquin, I mean, it's an ACL injury. He's not going to be back for almost a year. Um, he's not going to be back till next September. You can't, so, I mean, I, I like Leplo, but he's a platoon bat. So it comes down to how much you trust Greg Allen if you think he's an everyday player. But instead, if you're going to bring up the rookie and you got the second-year guy, it might be nice to have that level-headed player, a Cole Calhoun, who provides some power, provides a, a walk rate. Yes, he will strike out, but you put him in the fifth or the sixth spot, there's value there. Um, I think there's incredible value there. Uh and the $13 million is one of those things where, again, I think they could afford that. There's a way to make that work. Um, and why would uh, the Angels do it? Well, um, they're very likely to move on from him. That's what you know. people connected uh, with the, who know the franchise well believe. that They've had a need at catcher. Getting a vet just kind of makes a bit of sense. Um, you know, Calhoun's a left-handed bat. So I know that wouldn't be the best thing for fans, but uh, yeah, it just, it makes sense. It's one of those things where he would be a make sense acquisition for the Indians. And uh, if you believe everything else with them looking to move on just from a lot of these vets, there's a chance for them, for the Indians to hop in this situation, get some bats that they can put in play for next year and use that pitching depth (laughs) You know, as we stated, you go past that top five. Your six is Plutko. Your seven is please. I mean, I don't even know if please sacks your seven. So your seven might be out. And your eight might be please sack. Your nine is Jeffrey Rodriguez. Your ten is then. I mean, that that's how deep we're going. And it's a nice situation to have. It's nice to have that depth. But that depth has value, and it's something the Indians should really consider cashing in. Um, when it comes to this offseason because that is going to be their trade value again. That is where they have depth. And for this team, um, having that type of depth is it's great. But the other great thing is they seem to just keep manufacturing. Um, they're so good at developing pitching and uh, biomechanic work and all that stuff they do in the lower minors is phenomenal. So, yeah, I mean, I just I guess I have so much faith in their ability to develop and know what they want and know what they're going to do. We're going to end this with it being 6-2 to two in the ninth. Right now it's a happy time. Hopefully that continues. We know the bullpen has had its struggles this year. I do like that it's Tyler Clippard in there. Um, I've talked about how high I am on him and is someone I would like to see re-signed. Um, I just got the update in here. You know, it's a 3-2 count. That's what Cole Calhoun's going to do. He's also going to work the count. So, yeah, it's... Uh, prospect and a defensive catcher maybe that that makes sense or and Calhoun just walked (laughs) but I think there's a deal that makes sense that's what it comes down to you know I can throw ideas out but I think more than anything else there is a logical deal that makes sense that allows the Indians to get an average defender maybe a little bit below and and slightly above average bat vet presence one year rental if it doesn't work out who cares Thank you all for listening. Uh, You know, our numbers keep going up, and that is thanks to you, the listeners. And remember, as always, go Tribe.